Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I am your host, Anastasia, and this is episode number 199. We made it. I am relaunching the entire podcast. It needed a little bit of a facelift. So in the air of a relaunch, in the air of the word self-care, I felt like it might be the perfect time for me to take a very brief, not long, but a hiatus during this month. And I came back to sit down and record this 199th episode, and I was very excited to do so only to see that my episode that I launched two weeks ago or thought I launched before I left for my trip did not get launched. So I do apologize and I hope you're tuning in or doubling up. Maybe you can spread this one out for yourself, but that episode did just get launched. It was the packing saga continues because we all know that I hate packing Uh, It was about how wonderful my companion, my life partner, my husband, Douglas, was getting ready to leave for our trip to go visit his family for Thanksgiving, which we got back from. And I, even though was very relaxed and recharged, needed a little bit of a rest afterwards, but came back to like a beautiful home filled with all of our beautiful Christmas decor that we put up and everything was all clean and had my girlfriends over uh, that night and we watched some Christmas movies and just had some time to kind of get back into our own space and back into our swing of things and then just lots of catch up with work last week and you know I I ended up not getting a chance to do the podcast episode last week and I kept thinking in my head should I do one more before because the whole idea was that I was going to do this photo shoot, find these new photos, relaunch the podcast, but it takes time. It takes time to de- to design all that. It takes time for it to get to a place that you really love and appreciate and care about it. It takes time outside of all the other trillion things that I'm always signed up to do. And I also like my downtime. I'm a huge fan of it and I have a whole podcast about it. I, I check out, especially... This time of year when the sun sets at 4.30 in the after fucking noon, (laughs) excuse my language, and now it just feels like it's, it feels like it's 6 p.m. for like three hours and then it finally is like 6 p.m. or it feels like 7 p.m. So the wind down time happens a little quicker and if I'm out in the field and I'm doing stuff, you know, I'm I'm busy working in my wine and spirits job and I'm out at accounts and, and dealing with that, but I often find it best to do the podcast episodes fresh and in the morning and when I when I really have something to say. Sometimes they'll feel forced and if it feels forced then there's there's something that I'm not doing correctly, but I also look at this self-care podcast and the luxury of finding self-care as a personal blog in a way. So if you're new to the show or you're listening back to this episode after seeing the 200th episode, which we're going to launch in the new year, I want you to understand that the podcast has gone through so many evolutions and it's changed so much as my life has changed in the past three years. And in March, I guess it will be the fourth technical, I guess, fully three full years, I guess, by that point. So we'll be approaching that fourth year of the podcast in uh, I, the pandemic started in March. So I guess in April, I think I started it like right in the beginning of April in 2020. 
in hindsight, looking back and seeing the evolution of the show, the evolution of the people listening, friendships that I didn't even have when the show started that now are my close friends, and you probably know who you are, and you tune in every week, which I adore. Um, that person actually even brought up, she said, oh, are we going on a hiatus? And I hadn't realized that episode number 198 never launched until this very moment as I sat down to double check that I was correct that this was episode 199. And it's only the beginning of the the month. So it makes me uh, excited to share all this stuff. And I hope that you don't fly through these two episodes. Maybe maybe you save this one. But it is this time of reflection. And not only because I'm reflecting on the 199 episodes I did prior, uh, more or less looking forward and to what stuff do I want to do next? Do I want to have more guests? Like what are the things that I want for this show? But outside of the show, there's so many things that we can reflect on at this time. And before I get into all that, I want to at least share how my trip went and all the stuff that we got to do. And uh, if you're ever in Minneapolis or you, for some reason, have an aching urge to go to upstate Michigan, if you don't have family there, <laughs> which is why we go. But it is a, a very quiet and simple space to go and travel to and um, check out, recharge in a different way. When we were there, I actually said, you know, it, it does, it kind of feels like that Poconos feel for the East Coasters that maybe know that, like going to the mountains or something like that, or going, if you're a, a, a beach goer in the Carolinas or something like going inland a little bit, going to, you know, those smaller, quainter towns. And there is a beauty in going to those, t- those places because it gives you time to slow down reevaluate, reconnect. Personally, I don't know if I could thrive there all the time. And I am so, uh, I'm so intrigued by the people who can. I think it's really, really interesting and it's really neat. And uh, Douglas's family is so kind and um, what's the best word to say? Welcoming. They're so welcoming. Yes. And I'm so used to the judgmental or the one upping or the different things that I see on the East Coast or in those bigger cities or um, social climbing that you kind of see in these different groups. So it's so beautiful to come to a space where everyone's always so welcoming and and there are things that are just a little more simplified and and it reminds me of slowing down. It reminds me of taking my time with things and not having to do so much, not having to rush so much. And trust me, these people are doing so much and are doing a million things in their lives and involved in so many things. But because in a whole, in a bulk, there's less uh, there's less people around. And it's, it's still fairly busy, but there's there's not as many people around. It's like stepping out of a big city into like a sub-city. And now this is like going from a sub-city to like a smaller city. And it's just a little more quaint. You know, there's certain places even in my hometown, like Lebanon's a little bit of a smaller area. And that's where like some of my family's from. But it's not as as small as the UP, but it's definitely like – got this escape feeling, whereas Lancaster's definitely like a downtown, very cute sub-city with a lot of things going on, but they still close down on Mondays. Like, we're really dead here on Mondays for the most part as well, unless unless you're going to the Belvedere. But the, tr- the trip was great. Uh, I do enjoy that reset. It's just nice to share the torch and not always do the stuff with, like, my family traditions and the things that I'm used to and also be able to do the things that Douglas is used to and his traditions. So I love that we went there for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm wondering what everybody's favorite Thanksgiving treat is. Like for me, I I really, I don't know what it is, but there's something about like sweet mashed potatoes and I don't, I'm not one to like always go for the sweet, sweet ones. I've definitely made them in the past or had them in the past with like the marshmallows and everything like that. But I just, I really love the turkey and I really love the sweet mashed potatoes that usually have like pecans or something on top that aren't like overly sweet. And Doug's mom does them just so beautifully. It was so good. 
Um, she did a lot of farm to table stuff because there was so many options. I, everyone brought something. Like there was a lot of wonderful things. There was pies from my, my sister-in-law's. Um, I, I mean, we literally had so many things to choose from, but I really appreciated a lot of the stuff that Sue, my mother-in-law, had because there were so many farm-to-table things because she's been growing so much stuff in her garden that she just recently did a little while back. And uh, they've been very, very, very much on like a keto type of health kick for personal reasons that I will not share on the podcast. But there has been... um, a very big change and they've been doing a lot of health conscious and like clean keto eating and she has this garden full of all these wonderful things and we've got a chance to try so many of them and chickens and all on all this stuff and everything so we had a really good time there we stayed with Douglas's brother who was one of his groomsmen who ended up singing to us at our wedding, which was really cute, and um, grabbed a guitar from someone during the dining room experience and did a lovely little cover tune that made everyone chuckle, and Doug and I had the best time dancing to it. And then we stayed with his wife, who I hasn't gotten a chance to know that. Like, I, I got to know her, but I haven't gotten a chance to like dive deep and get to know her one-on-one as much, and I just adored getting to know her and their two cats and Miko traveled so well. Miko was with us the whole time. And, um, so she traveled on the plane with us and she, um, she did so well at everybody's house. And when we left, she was only 20 pounds. And when we got back, she did the opposite of what Doug and I did. She was 17 pounds cause she was just running around so much and so active there. And, stretching her legs and just having the best time. So we really enjoyed all those moments together uh, for sure and just kind of sharing those memories, although we were unfortunately didn't have the whole family together. Most of everybody was there. But um, obviously thinking about all the rest of the family members that we didn't get a chance to see. But yeah, it was truly, it was truly special. It was very nice. And um, Doug and I just traveled so well together. And when I come back, you know, I love, uh, I love those trips because when we fly into Minneapolis, we have a five and a half hour drive. We were like, this is definitely the way we're going to do it from now on just because they're smaller airports where he's from. And with the weather and during the holidays they had a pretty warm it didn't snow at all that was what was crazy I brought my snow pants and not my snow pants but we brought our snow uh, coats and I brought my snow boots and like it snowed one time and it was it wasn't great that day the rental car that we had wasn't great in the snow but uh it didn't have four-wheel drive it didn't have any bells and whistles it was a Kia Sportage I want to say which I think some of them have options for stuff that's good but this one just unfortunately didn't have any good options that were helpful so we ended up on those long drives. What I love about them, and I was journaling about it when I came back, is just like it gives Doug and I ample opportunity to like just really dive deep into certain conversations and play catch up. Like there's no way for either of us to escape to or get to bed by a specific time or get distracted by this or want to work on some type of house project. And we got to talk a lot about uh, growing our family. We got to talk a lot about things that we want to do with a house. We got to talk a lot about Doug's uh, work and what he wants to do and and things that he's excited about and projects he wants to work on or goals that he has and aspirations. And it was just it was just really nice to take that time to show each other how much we do truly support one another and and things that we think about more often that we were able to put into words and share with one another on these long drives. And obviously, you know, Miko's such a little trooper and she did so great as well. She like is our little child for sure. And lovely as all of it was to be in the UP with Doug's family, we also got a chance to really catch up with some of his groomsmen and best friend and their wives and some people that came to our wedding as well. So it was like so nice to do all that too. And it was funny because it was the first time that we were there with everybody, with their kids, staying at their houses and kind of observing different things like from the way that they're parenting or cute things that they're doing with their kids, with their family, uh, with their evenings, what stuff their kids are involved in. 
um, finding out that another friend was pregnant, like very fun stuff. And, and coming back after all that, Doug had a very different view on, um, he had a very, not that he didn't before, but like even more so. It was like this extra encouragement. And we have, we've been talking about things a lot more. And I brought that up on the podcast probably the past two months. We brought up, it's it's been more discussions and curiosity on his end. Not with me bringing it up, with but with him bringing it up about wanting to grow our family and I always feel like I'm not talking to anybody when I'm talking into the microphone, but I know that several of you are listening. We're not pregnant yet. Uh, Actually, when we were there, I really thought, because I have been tracking my cycle, and I've talked a lot about this, it's better to know than to not know. And Doug and I got into a discussion where it was like, you know, maybe we come January, if we haven't been successful, like we look into a little bit more testing and utilize, you know, our good health insurance and, and see if there's anything else going on there. Cause we spend really our whole lives being like, don't get, don't try, don't try, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. Um, or it's so easy to get pregnant, like be careful, make sure you're, you know, being protected, you're protecting yourself. And now finding that it's, it's been a, a little bit harder, which is fine. And I'm not dying for a baby tomorrow if we if we get pregnant. Like, we're going to be very excited if we get pregnant this month. We definitely would be. And on another end, like, it's just maybe it would be better for us to look into things just a little bit deeper and make sure there isn't anything else going on. So... That being said, as I've been tracking my with my ovulation test strips, which I'm using Premom, it's an app. It's also it's just like very simple to me. I, I appreciate it. I had way too many apps when we were trying the last time, and I wasn't actually using test strips. But my test strips were kind of all over the place, and I was getting the highest peaks I had ever gotten as well the past couple months. And as I was logging when we were intimate, you know, I was able to see where it was. And uh, we had we had been intimate the day before I peaked my highest and then the day after I peaked my highest. So technically, we could have caught it on either end because it goes both ways. So you're not technically like at your peak when it says positive. It means like in the next 24 to 48 hours is your best time to try. But also remember, there's the incline prior as well. So I thought in my head, you know, at least I can try, like we, I just, I guess I assumed we were going to be on this trip and I wasn't going to think about it and I was going to just see what happened just like I did with the girls trip and I unfortunately was not successful, which was fine. So Doug and I had a little bit of a longer talk, but then after the talk and then after the five and a half hour drive to the UP and the five and a half hour drive back and then coming back. We've just had a lot more discussions about that growth of our family. And like I said, I'm not pregnant, but I am, I'm, I think I was waiting for that with Doug more and more and more. And the more I've realized that through journaling and listening into myself and my deep thoughts, I was like, yeah, I guess I really just wanted Doug to like be on that spectrum of like, well, it seems like everybody else is, or it's, you know, it's, I may, maybe is it, you know, and asking me those questions like right before we're intimate or after different stuff like that. It's, it's, it's cute because it makes me feel like we're on the same team and that he's just as excited about it as I am. And again, I don't think either of us are putting a crazy amount of pressure on anything, but I think it's more or less like the unknowing is what's starting to eat away at myself. And I think it's starting to eat away at Doug a little bit too, just trying to understand, you know, why haven't we been successful yet? Or like what's not happening? Or is it just that we're not at the proper time, you know? And I, whatever the higher power is that you believe, I know for me, for me, it's God. Like I think it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. So if you're someone out there that either struggled with trying to get pregnant or didn't struggle at all, which is also wonderful. I would never wish any of the things that happened to me upon anyone else and the time that it's been honestly to release, but I am, I'm coming up on my year where I peed on my pregnancy test, which was on Christmas morning of last year. And it makes me a little nervous. I'm not fully, um, what's the word? 
healed, I guess. I'm not fully healed from what had happened. And I said this to Doug when we got home too. I said, since we didn't really go around the table, since there were so many of us, we didn't really go around after the prayer to say all the things that we're thankful for. You know, that's better in a more intimate setting. But I wanted Doug to know that we definitely thought that this year was going to look a lot different. We thought we were going to be having a baby in August. And we thought that life was going to be much, much different. I didn't even have my new job yet, you know, change jobs. All these different things have been changing and evolving and happening. And I want you to remember when you make those goals in January or as you're thinking about your last month of this year, of 2023, to not put so much pressure on things that you haven't done yet or if the if it looks so much differently than you thought it would or you know, if a pipe bursts and you're you're dealing with the same kitchen being ripped out for over a year at this point, like I am, whatever it is, you know, there's different things that don't always go according to plan. Yeah. And I think we have this pressure that like everything must go according to plan. We should, society says to do this, or I should be at this point in my life or this point in my throw it out the window. Like it is fine. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you can't compare yourself to everybody else. I can't compare myself to my traditional friends and I constantly get wrapped up into it, but I can't because of the fact that they lived this life for 15 years now. I only just started living this more traditional path. I guess you could say when I moved to Lancaster, I guess you could even say before the pandemic, but we were also dealing with the pandemic too. So really only since 2020 in the beginning of it was when I decided I don't want to act anymore. And we were still living in New York at that time. We only bought our house in 2022 in April, you know, so we've only been in our house, um, you know, coming up a little over a year and a half. So I definitely haven't lived that traditional lifestyle. And why would I compare it to someone who has? Or that that just seems so unfair, but yet we do it anyway. So I want you to let go of the things that you are maybe comparing to relationships with your married friends. You know, if you're if you're just starting a relationship or not even in a relationship and you're around your married friends, that's fine. You're in different parts of your life. That's totally understandable. And also giving them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they understand where you are in your life as well and and being be standing your ground too like if someone's kind of pushing you into a box that's making you feel that you're not in the right place and having the courage to share with your friend hey that's making me feel like I should be comparing myself to your life and that's not a healthy place for me to be because we're in two different points in our life so enough about that because I'm always talking about that comparison. Um, also, by the way, this is my first time recording the podcast, I think, with my new headphones because I think I still wore my Bose ones before I left. So I have my brand new. I love them so much. I know that everybody gets different things. They're a lot heavier than my old headphones and this is not, this is not a plug for Apple, but I did finally get the Air Max Pros. And I got them in the pink, but I got covers for them and they almost look like they're like red ones. So now I understand why everyone probably got like the silver and then just put like the pink covers on them or got the really cool, pretty minty green and then put the covers on top. But I did get the pink ones. So they have their pink and red, but I got these little silicone covers to go over because I just didn't want them to get dirty or gross from, you know, makeup and stuff like that. But the sound quality is so much different and I love um, how much it really blocks out that sound. But I used to love having my big over-ear headphones as opposed to the little ones that insert in your ears because I would replace my, like I never wore... Uh, a hat or something in New York like I'd always wear these and then I would pull my hood up over top because like you know your girl like she didn't want to be cold out in New York City it's way too windy it's way too cold like anything I can do to be warm so I used to use these as like earmuffs in a way and of course I'd be listening to like a meditation or a podcast or some type of you know holiday soundtrack or something like that on the on the other end but it did cover my ears. It always kept me warm. So I've always been a big fan, but I've been wanting these for so long and I use my Apple credit card. So I didn't have any interest rates and I'm just doing like a monthly payment for them 
for six months. So I figured, you know, instead of like wasting all my money on it, if I can do an interest-free, I might as well take advantage of doing that interest-free with the Apple Card. Again, not a ploy for Apple, but we know I love my Apple products, love my AirPod and my MacBook and my, um, what else do I have? iPad and my iPhone. I, I really do love how all the devices just connect with plugging in your iCloud information. And then if I'm, one one thing dies, I have my notes on something else. So I'm a big fan. Always have been. Always will be. And I like going into the Genius Bar in case I have something wrong, even though it's hard to get an appointment there. Okay, I'm going on a tangent. I'm rewinding. We're coming back. So yes, Doug and I are on the same page as far as wanting to have kids. And I am excited about all of that. And we have been on the same page for a very, very long time, but it's just like different. I think we both actively are like, let's try to make this happen without putting too much pressure on it. So I'm very um, open-minded about what next year could be, could look like. I want to go in and do a couple more um, testings and get that kind of stuff set up and just just understand and know, as Hillary said in all of her episodes that she's ever been on on the show, and I got to bring her back on for Fibroid Awareness Month, and um, her beautiful little girl that she has now, Violet, is uh, just so lovely, and I need to call her. I'm like thinking about that right now. I need to call her back and see when she's coming into town for the holidays so I can finally meet this little one. But she said in all of her episodes, she was always saying, you know, it's better to know uh, with Fibroid Awareness Month. Uh, she's been on the show three times now, and the last two, one was about the fibroids, and then we did another one about uh, Fibroid Awareness Month and the fact that she was pregnant about to have her little baby girl. So it's been really refreshing to be able to, uh, you know, visit that and be reminded that it is, it is better to know uh, things that are going on. So if you do have complications, we can kind of approach things a little differently or with a little bit more intention. Instead of, uh, in, it might have to be a little bit more intentional when, we're, when we're, we're planning these things. So that all being said, I would love to focus back in on some of the things that I would like to wrap up with uh, as far as visiting this podcast for the last time for 2023, as far as you listening in on the show and how I'm excited for all the new stuff to come and the new, if you have any ideas, anything that you want to hear more of or less of, or if you want more of this, you know, pre-opener with kind of things going on in the in life and, and life advice and all that stuff that I kind of just implode on the podcast. And then maybe if you enjoy the wrap up with some type of meditation, I do like to put those in because it's something that I do theme wise with my students each week or with intentional things I have going on for myself. But last month, and as you know, we go through Thanksgiving, we're thinking about all the things that we're thankful for. But this month, I always find is like a good reflection, self-love, self-acceptance. It's huge this time of year. Like you really, really have to lean into that because the days are shorter. Uh, the holiday season is upon us. It can be super stressful. There's so many things. So I want to leave you with a little bit of information, some tools that I like to use and then looked up and, and then also prep you with other things. So if you're traveling, like me, I'm going to start with that. Everybody's different. Doug has finally understood me. I said this in the podcast that launched today for some reason uh, instead of two weeks ago. But I do believe that you are going to feel so much better, even though it's more stressful to do, if you can get all your cleaning in, fresh sheets on your bed, put things away, like make sure the house is clean, when you come home from your trip. And here's why, because there's two different people coming home from a trip. And if you're not, if you're traveling or you're not traveling or you're having guests this year, this won't apply to you as much. But if you are traveling for the holidays, this will apply to you because coming back from Thanksgiving, there's two different people. Doug is someone who needs to completely recharge and zone out and do something that he just enjoys, which for him, completely zoning out, sometimes he's like, it's whatever his favorite like video game is or at the time or something like that because he feels like he's not having to do something that's work-wise. 
I'm someone who just likes to watch Christmas movies this time of year, whether it's something I've already seen or some cheesy Hallmark film. And not necessarily Hallmark, like Netflix, Hulu, you know, whatever. I, I like those films, those holiday films, because it just makes me feel happy and light. And if I fall asleep, like, it's fine. That's, that's a form of self-care for me. So when I came back... Doug was like, okay, I need to recharge and just, can I just fly around in my spaceship? And I didn't sit down. So like we flew back in the morning and I didn't sit. It's And it's different for me every time because this was more of a relaxing vacation. When I came back, I unpacked my suitcase. I did all the laundry. I um, went around the house and did some things that I wasn't able to do. I had friends come over that night, which I was very grateful that they did come over. But in hindsight, I probably should have just spent like a relaxing evening alone just for me to recharge too. But I wanted to see them so much. So I'm glad they came over. And we just chatted instead of watching a Christmas movie. And then another thing too is like you might come home from the trip and want to recharge. And this is what I did this past Sunday is – I took a bath and I haven't taken one in so long. So I replaced Chelsea as my tadpole and I became my own tadpole. And Doug was away for a duty weekend, which is also why he really needed to relax, you know, when we finally came home on Tuesday uh, because he had to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then go right into like traveling out to Jersey at at 5 a.m. and then coming home every night and then traveling back out and, and everything. So because that's so stressful on him and then right back into a work week, he really just needed that downtime. So for me, taking that bubble bath was so nice on Sunday because like I had to do the cleaning by myself and I was like, you know, organizing some stuff and and doing catching up on some work stuff a little bit more, putting it towards the weekend. And I was able to come to this beautiful bath for myself and all the candles were lit in almost every room in the house so the candles smelled great and I had just watched the tub and I got in there and I never even thought to do this I grab my book sometimes or I just listen to like meditation sounds and allow myself to be with my thoughts in a bathtub which is great and I love doing that but sometimes especially during this time of year instead of sitting on the couch Why don't you draw yourself that bath, get all cozy, make sure you have plenty of water because you're going to get hot, but also that glass of wine if you want it. And you can put on your iPad or your laptop, like I had this cute little area that I never really realized was kind of like a ledge outside of the tub. And I put my my, um, iPad on there and I turned on a Christmas film. And I literally just like was in the tub being able to watch the Christmas film, drink water and drink my wine. And I was like, this is so great. Why don't I do this every Sunday? So I'm literally going to do that every Sunday, except for I think Christmas Eve is Sunday. So I won't be doing, I probably won't be doing that on Christmas Eve, but on, on the days that I'm doing my cleaning day, like this month, I'm going to do that because I just cleaned the tub. So it feels nice and clean. And then I'm going to draw myself that bath And I'm going to watch a Christmas film in the tub because Doug doesn't want to watch the Hallmark ones anyway. And then I can give him the downstairs area and I can have my cute little aesthetic moment upstairs because I like to be downstairs more than anything because it's the best rooms in the house, except for the kitchen. But I thought that was so fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I definitely need to share it with some people. So if you're a bath gal or you're not a bath gal, maybe you'll become one by doing this because honestly, like it was so relaxing. And then Doug came home in his beautiful uniform and I was like you know what I was like you look so cute and he's like no 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 you hang out in there a little bit longer so I still stayed in for a little bit longer and it was hair wash day too and I got to do all of that and just kind of enjoy my alone time and recharge and unfortunately just the way that it is this time of year is truly just a very stressful time for everybody and it can be overwhelming whether you're hosting or you're traveling or it's the end of the year and getting yearly goals in not just for yourself but with work it's the kids being home if you have kids they're home extra days so you're trying to keep them occupied while you're trying to do your job and all this stuff so there's definitely so many things that come into play So much so that even a newsletter from work was sent out to us about like avoiding holiday stress and like ways to escape the winter blues and all this stuff, which I found it kind of very, very interesting to see all that because I talk about it all the time about the main things, um, but I didn't even realize that there is something called SAD, 
It's literally called SAD, and it's Seasonal Affective Disorder. And it's a triggered form of depression. And it's by the the days being shorter. Um, and so it's going to primarily occur in like fall and winter. But I thought that was, cra- that was wa- not crazy. It's definitely not crazy. But I thought it was wild. And it's not a massive percentage of people that will have it. But it is like about 25%. I think it's 9% of Americans have it. And maybe 30% of them like have some of it. So think about it like some people are gluten-free, right? But other people actually have celiac disease, so it's a small percentage, but there is something. It's literally called SAD, and it's called Seasonal Affective Disorder. And I thought that that was kind of interesting. And, and if we approach things in that, that more gentler way, even at class today, one of my clients who I adore, that's one of my regulars, and she's not just a client. She's definitely a friend even said to me, she said, you're very energetic in a peaceful way. And I was like, wow, I've never had anybody say that specifically to me before. Energetic in a peaceful way. She was like, yeah, there's just something about the way you approach things. Like you're very energetic and people want to be around you. And it's this good aura and this good energy. And and like, that's why I like taking your class. But you also have like so much forgiveness and peace and patience. And that's the whole reason why I started teaching yoga in the first place, because I was just this like, hyper, hyper, uh, didn't know how to ground myself kind of person. And, and yoga helped me do that. So I'm going to take that with me and carry that through. But there's certain things that I, I personally need to do to escape this sad, um, energy, this seasonal affective disorder. And I don't personally have this. And I know that that is a very serious thing and some people do, but it was just interesting to be able to see that there's actually something called that. So number one thing, and I say it all the time, I say it every year, I talked about it on all the remedy episode, but vitamin D is your best friend right now. So like zinc, get get some zinc, get stuff that's like going to keep your immune system high, but vitamin D, because for the most part, the days are shorter, but like we don't even get direct sun. You know, it, it's very rare if the sun's out. And, and if you're down in sunny Florida, or you're down in the south of California, like, or you're in the south at all. We're all jealous of you. We love our snow. We love our white Christmas, but we're all jealous that you have all the vitamin D. So this may not apply to you for that, but for my East Coasters, for my Northerners, closer ones to the wall, I would say that vitamin D is something that we just lack so much. So trying to find all those ways to get vitamin D invest in red light therapy, not a infrared light like sauna, but red, which also works great if you can do that. But red light therapy is so incredible. Even if you get something small, like my husband and I have been talking about getting red light therapy, you know, at our, like our house in some way, shape or form. Uh, we have a free infrared sauna at the gym that I'm at. So I'm always like, saying to do that but if you are trying to get pregnant like we are we I've been kind of haven't really been doing that so this will be the first winter that I'm not really able to like take advantage of that but vitamin d is your best friend like you must 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 vitamin d is great journaling journaling about the things this time maybe this time of year we bring up journaling all the time instead of writing down the things that are happening maybe the things that you're scared of or maybe the things that you would like to see more of in your life or goals or aspirations you may have, but starting to like imagine what you want your life to look like if you're in a, if you're in that depressed state. So maybe changing the journaling uh, approach a little bit differently. You can do so many different things with journaling. So getting as much light as possible. So this is a big one. I f- I'm forcing myself in order to get that vitamin D to get as much light as possible and get my body moving on days that I am not teaching class and I, I have that moment, it's great for my dog too because my dog lost those three pounds I just talked about because she actually got so much exercise where we were gone for eight days, is that midday or morning walk. So mornings can look differently for everybody. Maybe you like to like cozy up and curl. Maybe you need to get moving right away. I kind of like a combination of both. So on the days that I'm not teaching I usually find like that midday mark, like around noon where I can take a break away or depending on like if I have meetings and stuff, I'll do it a little bit before that. But that like 11 o'clock that I can go out on a midday walk when the sun is shining and just getting as much of that natural sunlight as possible and stretching those legs. So getting moving. Um, Again, 
Also, red light therapy is great, like I said, but also getting into a sauna, getting into those warm, cozy places, allowing yourself to release, um, get those pores sweating, get them dried out, get them cleansed, refresh yourself. My husband went with his friends twice to his buddy's sauna while we were in Minneapolis, like the first night we were there. And then again, the very last night we were there once we had come back to Minneapolis and he loved it. Like he loved the sauna so much and just like hanging out with his friends and they did the hot one first, uh, the dry sauna, and then they did like a wet sauna by pouring over on the coals and just letting it steam a little bit more. But saunas are so good this time of year. Hot yoga classes, Bikram classes. I don't personally teach hot yoga or a Bikram class, but going to take those, getting in those warmer climates and just sweating out all the toxins in your body that you're taking in from extra delicious desserts and all the extra alcohol. Uh, getting the last thing is like doing that bath that I said, I'm really loving it. I think it's something that I'm going to incorporate into my winter routine for sure. After the holidays are over, it'll be my Sunday thing. And I use, I did it for a while because it was like hair wash day, but sometimes Sometimes it just doesn't go out like that. And yes, I literally do wait five to seven days to wash my hair. So on hair wash day, if it happens to be then, it's great to do the bath too because there's just like extra sweating and not having to worry about my hair being like up on the top of my head. But socializing is going to be huge too. So I know the holidays are hard and they're stressful and they're crazy, but I also think like getting out and really socializing, uh, doing your best to, especially if you're a homebody, you know, like getting that extra, okay, they're inviting me out, like let's go. Um, Or small intimate gatherings with just close friends where you're not having to like stretch that extra um, social, you know, muster up that extra socialness to meet someone new and to care about someone that you've only just met, but trying to find those ways to socialize as much as possible outside of your family or um, your just your immediate, like whoever you're living with. And within that seasonal depression, there's also all that holiday stress. So um, thinking about it in this way, so Stress itself is just basically a trigger inside your brain that's a cascade of um, physical changes and it's preparing you to jump like out of harm's way. So it's just, it's your brain. Your brain is sensing stress because it's being overwhelmed uh, and all those stress hormones surge through your body, which then make sugar and fat cling um, in your bloodstream and it delivers that type of energy to your cells, which is not a healthy energy. So sometimes you're eating all the right things and you're doing all the right exercising, but because you're so stressed out, you're still not losing the weight or you're still, or you're gaining weight. And that's really just coming from the stress hormone because it just pushes all that sugar and fat right into your bloodstream. So your heart and your lungs starts to work faster and then your muscles tighten and your blood pressure rises and it's already making my cortisol levels rise just thinking about it. Um, But it's not usually a problem if it's a temporary thing, if it's something that we can harness and we can control. But in the holidays, you know, we're thinking about gifts and money and projects that we were supposed to complete. What are we going to do for the new year? The days are shorter, you know, all these things. So it just happens. So in, in that way to avoid that stress, there's just a couple things that we can do that I find helpful for someone who's a procrastinator. Um, it's it's coming up with responses to help avoid, uh, disagreements. Maybe if you are at a holiday event where they're are certain topics that we don't talk about, whether that's politics or COVID or all these sickness, whatever it is, uh, avoiding talking to Uncle Jimmy about bad things, whatever it is, you know, just making sure that we come up with a couple of responses to help avoid the conversations that we don't want to have. Arranging all of our logistics for traveling in advance, not waiting till the last minute, making sure we know where we're staying, who we're staying with, if they're okay with a dog, if they're okay with children, if you're okay with it, and if not, maybe getting a hotel and getting that in advance is going to be much better than trying to find one last minute. Um, planning gatherings, um, and things that you would like to do during this time of year. So if you want to have that holiday party, thinking about it now in the early part of the month and just trying to get ahead of it, buying or making your presents and 
getting them early. Something that I hate doing, but I do think is really helpful is putting together a list of gifts that you would like to have too, because everybody always is going to ask you and you need different price ranges and stuff too. So maybe some things on the smaller end, maybe like group effort stuff, bigger gifts that you're going to ask for, um, and different stuff like that. And asking someone else for a list. Don't be afraid to ask them for a list. And then maybe you can get ahead of the curve. I like to make sure that I literally have all my gifts. I do this almost every year. Like I want them before like the 10th of December because then I don't have to worry about anything. They're already bought. Unless I have like one final thing that I'm trying to get for someone that I haven't gotten yet. And then I keep all my bags and my wrappings from the last year. So if I have extra bags, I I use them all. And then um, in advance, like during Thanksgiving, I'll go to like home goods or something and get, which you can still go now. There's still some, but getting those bags and like those packagings and and the things that you want to get now versus trying to get them like the week of Christmas. I'm just telling you like, or that weekend because Christmas is on a Monday, like trying to get stuff that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's going to be so hard. So even if it's not getting everything right away, it's like every weekend or every time you have that free moment, picking up one more thing or buying one more thing in the Amazon shopping bag. So just keep preparing early. It's going to help you. Your best defense against stress is to maintain your healthy habits. So even if it's just that 20 minutes, if it's that walk, if it's a stretch in between your day at the desk, if it's uh, 20 minutes, even though the, the the night sky has already drifted upon you at 5 p.m., if you can get that stretch in before you pour yourself that glass of wine, before you, dinner gets made or anything like that trying to keep that through, having the healthy diet, trying to keep the healthy diet happening at home outside the parties because you're going to be going out more this time of year. You're going to be going over to people's houses. There's going to be more sugar intake, more wine intake, more liquor intake, um, more uh, extra good, rich, exciting, creamy foods intake. So having knowing that, making sure that you're making the cleaner choices when you can, when you're at home, in the mornings, on the days that you're not going, out, keeping those healthy habits nice and up, uh, trying to safeguard a routine. Yeah. Practicing acceptance. So maybe we don't have enough money during the holidays. This is something that I always have to really hone, um, hone in on and celebrate the way that I'd like to celebrate. So hollering holiday gatherings, um, including the same, you know, including the same people and stuff like that. Maybe you do something more like a white elephant gift or you have it now you don't gift or something like that and making those suggestions and being vulnerable vulnerable enough and not afraid to do so. I was even just talking with my mom as much as we like love our family like I'd love to give gifts to the kids but for the adults I'm almost like I feel like we should put everybody's name into a hat. And then we can get like something meaningful or like something really nice for each person instead of multiple small gifts that maybe aren't as sought after or wanted. So continue on focusing on what makes you happy during this time of year. So you need to give yourself a break with self-care. It's the whole reason why I'm even going to like take some time with this being the last episode. It's like give me some time for self-care to rejuvenate my own senses and to self-care myself a little bit more and to get myself prepared for this new launch of the podcast and the new things that I want to talk about, new structures of the show. And if I don't take that time to sit back and have that self-care, I'm not going to be able to move forward with the show. Yeah, so I need to do that as well. There's this tendency to overextend ourselves to make everyone else happy, but we ignore our own happiness during the holiday season. So take a walk or stay at home and watch the Great British Baking Show or watch um, the holiday Hulu movie or watch the Netflix original Christmas film of the year or the good old-fashioned Uh, Hallmark movies, whatever it is, just keep enjoying the moment. Um, Don't let the holidays get you wound up. They should be a time for recharging. So whatever we're able to do with the holidays, it'll be special for each of us individually because we're going to be giving ourselves permission to engage in whatever those things are that truly make us happy. So that was just all of the stuff that I kind of picked up on that uh, that different the different tips from all those different newsletters about this time of year. I feel like it's always a collective. It's kind of the same things, but 
the the new thing that I'm definitely taking away is that bath. Like it just sounds so wonderful. So now that I have literally talked on the podcast for probably one of the longest individual episodes, I want to leave you all with a final little thought for yourself for the year. I want you to really think about all the wonderful things that you have done for this year. And I want to give you a final meditation because I do know that people love these. So I'm going to give you a brief little 10-minute meditation that you can either save for another day. You can spread this podcast out if you'd like, or you can listen to it right now and get yourself into a comfortable position as I cue up our music here and walk you through a brief final meditation for 2023 on the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. Today's song is going to be Kahalo the Whale by Musical Tales. That's K-A-I-H-O-L-O, the whale by Musical Tales, if you want to look it up after the meditation. In whatever position you're in, I want you to start to focus in on your individual breath, your individual heart, your unique sound. With each inhale and open mouth exhale, we're slowing down that stress. We're forcing life to be. And we're really bringing us into our present moment. As we approach the end of the year, we're thinking about the word reflection. After acting, we reflect on what we did. We reflect on how we could have done it differently. We reflect on our part in the matter when something goes wrong. We reflect on our part in the matter when something goes right. If we do not reflect, there is confused action. So going through this last month of 2023, Pause between your actions. The self has to find out whether what we did has been done well or has not. Thinking as well about ourselves. Take this time to celebrate you. Oprah says, the more you celebrate yourself, the more there is in life to celebrate. Taking time to celebrate ourselves, our accomplishments, and the things that we truly love about ourselves helps us to cultivate inner peace. With this inner peace also comes the beautiful gift of self-acceptance. Remind yourself that when we love ourselves more fully, we not only fill ourselves up with more love, but that also spills out to all those around us. When you see that really happy person, that really bubbly person, whether it's a good friend, a podcast post that you listen to, someone that you admire, you see how they exude that energy and it's just that intoxicating energy that you also want to be around. So let's imagine a beautiful champagne tower at a wedding or an event. And imagine that top glass of champagne that the couple or the celebration is being poured in, the food de co, the Dom Perignon, the mum, whatever brand, 
La Marca Prosecco, pouring it in to that coupe on the very top of this pyramid. And once it's filled to the brim, it's only after that the champagne starts to flow over top that you're able to best fill all the other glasses around. So when we're practicing that self-acceptance, we are that top coupe. And we're going to fill that cup and let it pour over to all those around us. Celebrating ourselves also helps us get in touch with our inner confidence. And when we reflect, when we pause on the things that we appreciate and the things that we love about ourselves, we radiate confidence to others. Which is also that intoxicating energy you want to be around, those confident people. But when we're reflecting on ourselves, that's how we're getting there. So not only does this help us build deep relationships with others, but it also helps us draw upon that inner confidence. That inner confidence that we cling to, that we bring to light through challenging obstacles in our lives, through the tough times, through the hard moments, the things that we don't think that we can get through. I'm sure you've thought that many times in your past. I didn't think I could do it. But guess what? You probably did. But going through it before you did it, it seemed unaccomplishable. It seemed too far-fetched, out of this world. But that inner confidence is what you cling on to and you grab and you bring to light through those challenging times, through those challenging obstacles. One of my favorite quotes by Lucille Ball is, love yourself first and everything else falls into line. You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. So for the next few moments, I want you to recall four to six things that you love about yourself. Don't be shy. These could be goals you've achieved in your lifetime, in the past few months, within this past year. They could be long ago accomplishments. Could even be something simple like a physical or interpersonal trait that you love about yourself. Or anything else. Breathe deep with me three times, thinking about these four to six things that you love about yourself. And exhale. Breathe in. And exhale. Last one. Breathe deep. And exhale. Maybe you have a smile on your face now. You're feeling the joy of those past accomplishments. And as you bring these things to mind, feel the love, feel the appreciation all inside your heart for yourself radiating in this moment radiate it out onto the world around you let it guide you through this month let it guide you through this holiday let it guide you into next year
Well, that about wraps me up for this last episode of the year. I know it's going to be a little while. I was thinking about that. I just thought I went back and forth with it for a really long time. And I think for all the purposes of the relaunch, I just really wanted to come out with that 200th episode. There's a lot of things going on personally for this weekend. And I just want to make sure that I give it all the proper time as well as all you listeners to have that be that perfect relaunch without putting too much pressure on it, but making sure that I take the time to have it be what I want it to be and get you all excited for all the new things to come with the show. I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. I know I say it all the time, but thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing the show. Again, if in this time go back, listen to an old episode. I do that often towards the end of the year. I listen back on episodes before the year was out in 2021, before the year was out in 2020, before it was out in 2022, and all the things that I was stressed about during that moment and realizing how far I've come, looking back on that reflection, utilizing all those exercises that I was telling you. Just take that time for you this month. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, Listen back on any old episodes. And I will see you all in the new year. The episode 200 is going to launch on the 2nd of January. So it's Tuesday the 2nd. And that will be the first episode of the new launch of the Luxury Self-Care Podcast. Can't wait to see you all next year. Love you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.